Welcome everybody to Two and a Half Athletes. My name is Rick with my co-host Tony and Sonny. Dave is uh, MIA tonight, so we just got the three of us. But fellas, Wild Card Weekend is behind us. Now into divisional games. I'm sorry, Sonny, for the for the fins. They really could have pulled it out, but uh, some bad judgments with McDaniel on third and like 15, <laughs> trying to make Skyler Thompson throw. All in all, a good weekend in Wild Card, though. Great weekend. Very exciting weekend of games. Uh, unfortunately, the Monday night game was a stinker, but it was kind of entertaining because the uh, Cowboys kicker, was it Brett Mayer? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Missed four straight field goals to start. Well, not to extra start, points. but extra points, yes. He missed four straight extra points. So um, I haven't seen the yips occur in professional sports in a while. I'd say the last time I saw it was uh, probably Lester for the Cubs. Not throwing, not being able to throw it to first base, but in football, I, I really haven't seen it in a, in a long time. So um, it's pretty comical, and the fact that it was a Cowboys player made it even funnier. I think that was absolutely hilarious, but I don't know how any of you guys did lead off with the Chargers. One, I think uh, reports came out today. OC got fired, and QB coach. Yes. Yes. I I don't know if if I'm the only one that thinks this, but is there is. Staley should he remain there are those the only two guys that need to go I don't I don't get it because offensively they always have the lead when they lost those games and every single time they had a substantial lead and that's not the offense at some point yeah they put up those points they could have kept going but where's the defense and I think Staley has a huge part to do with the whole team being the head coach and I don't think he should be skate free there yeah, my dad's a big advocate of – he loves Herbert, and he, my dad doesn't really understand how, like, NBA – or not NBA, uh, NFL, like, contracts and shit work. And he's like, oh, the Jets should trade for Herbert. I was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, Herbert's, <laughs> Herbert's their franchise guy. And he's like, well, well, Chargers need to fire Staley because they're just wasting his talent. Um, but the Jets are kind of doing what the Chargers are going to be doing. Like, they have a defensive-minded head coach. I think they'll bring in a – a better offensive coordinator and kind of spark their offense. Like the Jets offense this year was, was a lot better than it was in years past. And they still didn't have a quarterback. But if you look at the Jets, like the week two through like week 10, their offense was pretty good. So I think with a quarterback, new quarterback coach, new OC, I think the Chargers will be fine. I mean, fine is one thing, but I mean, you can't go and continue to just have those leads and and lose them. I, and that's like, I can't even name the amount of games that I've watched this year where they've had 14, 20, 16 point leads and then they lose the game. Yeah, I saw yeah. a video of the Chargers fan sleeping. He fell asleep during a game and woke <laughs> up astonished that they lost. It's just, I, I, I just don't. Overall, team is just bad. And the fact that Trevor Lawrence throws four picks and he still has that mindset to bring back a comeback. That, that's hard to see in a young guy, and I was truly impressed with him. Four picks, some of them were – most of them were his fault, but the fact that he was able to throw four picks and say, you know, I, I'm I'm still in this game, yeah. and they come back like that, at that young of age, on a in a wild card game at that, it's absurd. And that, and that also added to his stats. He's never lost a game on Saturday in his life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw that. It's, it's absurd. And, that's crazy. Uh, Tony and I were watching the game, and you know they're up twenty-seven nothing, and you're just like watching them every play in the shotgun formation. They're like, they're we're just gonna keep throwing the ball, keep throwing the ball. And it's like they ran the ball seven times from from being from twenty-seven nothing. They ran the ball seven times, and they threw the ball I think like twenty-six or twenty-seven times. Just like crazy 
game plan. Terrible like, play calls. You know how much clock you're saving by throwing that ball that many times. It's just it's right. Insane. Which like right. you should you should look at the the huddle and say, okay, we don't have our second best receiver, so maybe we should utilize our best, if not second best, offensive weapon in Austin Eckler and just hand him the ball. Like it's it's absurd. And maybe I'm a little more heated because I had his rushing yards at 50. But come on, you're up 27 nothing, and then you give him the ball four more times on the ground. Yeah, and he's one of the best receiving running backs in the league too. If, yes. if that's not working, you can't get him through a hole. Pop him a swing pass, do anything. Yeah, a little screen pass or something. It, it's just yes, the play calling was absolutely brutal, and that lost him the game. And then the next one, I know you guys barely touched on the Dolphins, but I don't have much to say. Skylar Thompson, third string rookie, coming in with zero games played all year to play the number one. T- well, I would say the number one team in the league um, and handle it that way. The loss is a loss, but it wasn't on him. Yeah, oh, and a I lot agree. of, I mean, yeah, the Bills should have blown them out. I mean, Josh Allen, those are mistakes that you can't make in the playoffs. And, and he was making them. Uh, they should have blown them out. I don't even understand how the Dolphins were in that game. I think there was a stretch of maybe like five minutes in the second quarter where the Bills or the Dolphins were getting it on the Bills half, like three possessions in a row. And they they capitalized, and I thought it was really impressive from Thompson. I thought he played great. Like Waddle dropping two dimes to him on like 40-yard passes. And Tyreek catching Tyreek right in his face mask. It's It's just little drop passes that were not out of range right in his mitt, I, I just don't understand it. So nothing in that game, I think, goes against him. And I think he's going to be a phenomenal asset. If he stays, if he leaves, wherever he goes, I think he has a lot of uh, a bright future, I would say. I certainly think the Bills, I think they played that game absolutely terrible, but I don't think that's going to affect the rest of the playoffs. I think they're just going to come out hot for the rest of the games. I, I think so, too. And, and I also think there was a ton of emotion for that game because of, of Hamlin. Yeah, And just a home playoff game in Buffalo just fuels everything else like that. But I'm kind of concerned about the Bills. I mean, yes, the Bills defense didn't look good. Thompson was able to move the ball. But I'm kind of concerned about the offense. I think it's for, for Buffalo, for what I'm seeing, it's kind of just the the big play, the 50-yard bomb to either Diggs, McKenzie, or Gabe Davis, or just hand it off and run it for three or four yards. There's kind of no in between. Yeah, and that's a that's what majority of their points were. They, like you said, there's deep bombs. If somebody a missed a missed assignment and with a secondary like Miami that's that's going to happen their secondary is is not top tier but if you go against a defense which they had this season and they take away those long balls well I I don't see or if the, even the Dolphins capitalized and took away the long ball in that game I just don't see what other plays that they were running that can get you the five to six yards a third and five completion across the middle something like that they were just so if they don't change that game plan and they go in against someone, a mediocre Bengals secondary, at, but they're better than the Dolphins, it's going to be tough, and they're going to have to have a whole different game scheme. Yeah, I think that game's going to be great. And Miami was able to get uh, pressure on Josh Allen. They had seven sacks, and even if they didn't sack him, they, they had a lot of QB pressures. Um, the running game, they did have over 100 yards rushing, but it wasn't very impressive. Um, a lot of the game, they did have the lead, so they're trying to kill some clock a little bit, but We'll see. We'll see if since he can get to get to Josh Allen, rattle him a little bit. But if he does have time back there, I can see the Bills' weapons kind of scorching their their secondary. I'm also glad that all my uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Everything I said about the Vikings essentially all season about 
each win. I think I didn't start till after I saw they had seven. Always said those mean nothing. They've played nobody off season. I've said these schedules been terrible. They just go into a wild card weekend with 13 wins and they played absolutely terrible. I said it all year. They're going to keep adding up as soon as they hit double digits. Those 10 wins wins mean nothing. If you go into the postseason with them, I just don't like them. And uh, I actually, I, I say that, but I took them to win. But um, I mean, I was just very surprised. That game was a prime example of how a advantage on the coaching staff can win you a game. Because if you look at the rosters, other than maybe Barkley, because he was good this year, and a defensive lineman or two for the Giants, the Vikings probably have the top, skill-wise, the top six to eight guys on the field at any mm-hmm. time. So, I mean, for the Giants to win that game, that just speaks about how much better of a coach Dable is than Kevin O'Connell. Were you surprised at all, Rick? With the Vikings loss? No, not at all. I mean, I, I don't think their defense is good at all. I think they ran the ball really well when they had to. I mean, they ran the ball well with Daniel Jones. And I just didn't think the Vikings were that good, honestly. Vikings, I don't know. Like, they were just playing – they were playing blanket coverage the entire game, rushing only four or five guys. And the Giants did a good job of letting Jones roll out of the pocket and kind of see who was open. And if nobody was open, he would just tuck it for six to eight yards every time. And it was open it was the wide. entire game. The entire game it was open. Yeah, he was wide. Yep. Not not no doubt. The only game that made sense of this past weekend in the wild card was the Niners to me. I think everything else was so skewed and I had no idea which way it was going, but the Niners were the only game where I was a hundred percent confident that's an automatic advance. Yeah, but I agree. They did that was some wild games. And then like you guys brought up Monday night, it's just I was flabbergasted, and I don't even use that word. It was absurd. I, I had no idea that was going to go down. I don't think Brady will be done, but that was just a wild uh, outing for them. It, it's just wild, like, how bad he was. Like, he didn't look good this entire year. I mean, he had his flashes of looking great, as he always does, but he had flashes of, like, all right, maybe maybe he's getting over the hill now. Like, he, he doesn't look as good. But he had some throws where you're like, where is this going to? And then he would just yell at the receiver. Him and Mike Evans had zero connection. Yes. Zero. Routes were being altered. He was supposed to go in, prime example, when he, he ran a stop and go, supposed to come in, and then he took it back out, and Brady's throw goes to the inside where Mike Evans should have continued his route. It was just all timing. Nobody was there. I, I don't know what their game plan was, but nobody was cued on that offense together. Well, that, and I've never seen a quarterback – in recent weeks, be so afraid of getting sacked. He was getting rid of that ball. As soon as he saw pressure coming to his face, he was getting rid of the ball, and he was either throwing at the receiver's legs or throwing out of bounds or just throwing it down just to just to kill the, the play and not get sacked. It was wild. Absolutely. With that, it just kills all momentum, too. Like, you have receivers doing 15, 20-yard sprints, he's just killing the ball, and he's like, all right, hurry up, let's go. Let's run the same play. And these receivers are just gassed after that. I agree. Upcoming this weekend, of course, you know, Giants-Eagles. I... After seeing the Giants last outing, I have watched them this year. I, I think they've they progressed all year. That game was absolutely phenomenal. I didn't expect them to come out on top. But after that momentum and, and what they just did to the Vikings, not saying it's much because we already discussed the Vikings, but I think you're going to have a tough week, especially with Hurts not playing in how many games or how many days. Two weeks, but report came out today that he's off the injury report and feeling good. I, I think that's going to be an awesome matchup. I didn't expect it to come down to the Giants-Eagles. That was the last thing I would have predicted this year. 
probably would have had the Eagles in there just from, of course, how everything's been painted now, especially with A.J. Brown. What if the amount he's done this season has been absurd? But I would have never took it down to the Eagles-Giants, but I honestly truly think it's going to be a game. Unless I'm wrong, you guys think it's going to be anything different? I say like 24-27 type of game. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Eagles are, are in great shape, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really concerned about them at all. Neither am I. And then Jaguars, Chiefs. Can Trevor Lawrence be anywhere close in this game? I, I mean, he had four interceptions in the first half, and they were able to come back and win that game. I'm just curious to see what their offense does without him turning the ball over. Like, will we see a competitive high-scoring game? If, I don't he know. Has, if he even throws two picks, they won't even be close to that game. They're not – the Chiefs are not no pushovers like the Chargers who consistently this year have lost games with multiple digit – double-digit leads. I think but, that's definitely not going to fly with the Chiefs. But the X factor that everyone has, hasn't has looked at yet is Dougie P. Because look at his background. Look where he came from. Before Philly, he was in Kansas City with Mahomes and Andy Reid. Maybe he knows knows something how to get under uh, Mahomes' skin, rattle him a little bit. We'll see. I would love for that game to be semi close, but I I just don't see. It. If it does, awesome, phenomenal football to watch. I, I don't see it either. But if the, if it is close, and God forbid, if the Jaguars win, John Clark is going to be unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> I- Oh, man. oh just, my God! You know, that was funny. In his contract, like in his contract, what is he to report? Like <laughs> it's absurd because it it just must be miscellaneous information. Hey, buddy, you you just go report whatever headline comes out, regardless of who they are. Well, no, so, it's it's anybody it's, that steps inside Philadelphia. They have a lifetime lifetime contract with John Clark, no matter what they do past past their tenure in Philadelphia. It's really incredible. It's like literally hilarious. It's like, why are you reporting on Carson Wentz like <laughs> sitting? And he's not even like it's not even like Wentz is on his next team after Philly. He's on his second team after Philadelphia. Like, right. just let it go. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that's funny. Every time you guys send tweets in the chat, I just think it is, and it's always Dave must have his alerts on because Dave always <laughs> gets them first. And I'm just like, dude, it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> How much that yeah. tweet? It just hangs out at tradesmen's drinking light beers and just tweets about anything. Oh, real quick earlier, back to Saturday night, Philly. Uh, when I was talking to my dad earlier, he said the NFL made a huge mistake. And I was, what are you talking about? He said, Saturday night in Philadelphia, this that, that stadium is going to burn down. He said, people are going to start tailgating like 8 a.m. for that game. And I said, they probably would for Sunday anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I think yeah. down at the stadium, it's going to be it's going to be anarchy. I think Philly, regardless, people don't care you can tell from tailgates on Sunday that they have work on Monday, but if you even put it in their head that it's a Saturday and you wake up with more football on a Sunday, I can agree with your pops <laughs> being, it, it may be <laughs> 10 times worse. Well, and especially because it's a divisional game too. And yes. Giants. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be anarchy. Yeah. And I, I know people, Giants fans, I know how bold they like to be, but if there's a swarm of blue at that stadium, I think they're going to be miserable. They're going to hate their lives. <laughs> yes. They're not going to want to sit there. Wear a hoodie, have the Giants t-shirt underneath, or it's going to be a long day for you. Yeah, yeah just wear, wear just a black hoodie with like a little Giants pin. You'll be good there. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just here so both teams have fun, but we know you're yeah. Giants. <laughs> it's funny that um, I know I'm kind of all over the place tonight, but Cowboys-Bucks, I thought it was interesting. Like if Brady doesn't throw that interception – in the beginning of the game, down six. six mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, six. Nothing. I think I think the gameplay and the game plan related to the Bucks 
changes entirely. And I actually still think they probably win that game. Like I understand that, you know, the Cowboys played really well and Dak played well, but I, I still I still think that the Bucks probably would have handled them. Yeah, because they went from potentially up seven six to down twelve nothing. And then they had a bad three and out. Dallas gets the ball. They score again. So now they're down three touchdowns. And right then and there, Tampa just completely got rid of the run game. Yeah. And you can't work with the run game when you're, when you, when you have those defensive outings and they're just scoring. Their Dak was literally doing whatever he wanted, whatever he pleased. And I, and I agree with you, Rick. It's, it's always hard to say that, you know, that is going to make the Bucs win. But if you if you tie that game, miss the extra point, or you make the extra point, you got seven six game. That, like Tony said, that still gives them time to initiate the run game. Even if the even if the Cowboys did score next drive, that's still a one point game, and you can still work with your run game. I think they just got down too early to the point where they had to throw, and they had no connections all night. And I, that was the biggest uh, mind blown of my weekend. The only, I mean, I thought Dak looked. <clears throat> I thought, like you said, Dak looked great. But the only caveat I have, and I don't think I've watched enough Cowboys games or even just paid enough attention to Dak this year. I need you guys next game to watch when they're on offense and mm-hmm. he's in shotgun. My dude is leg kicking like he's riding a goddamn horse. He's just he's back there leg kicking. If it's a 20 second play clock, he's leg kicking like five or six times in that 20 second. Yeah, it is, it's absolutely absurd. I thought it was pretty interesting watching the Cowboys game. You can tell when they're in formation. What what they're gonna run? If they're gonna run a play, uh, pass or a run, I just the way that Prescott is positioned on the field, like that leg kick you brought up, Tony, like made me think of the Vikings Giants game. Dabble was getting very adamant, very quick on Kirk Cousins because he was basically you're not allowed to motion with your hands towards the center while you're saying hike hike, I guess to try to draw him off sides, and he was doing that often early and often. And I thought it was interesting to see like Dabble get on them about that. Yeah, there's a few things that they started trying to call more and more. It's that, like the, and Rodgers got called for it a few times this year. Is motioning to try to get the defenders to jump off sides and get the free play. Or right. um, as a defensive lineman on kicks, it's right. like a defensive lineman saying like go or something like that to get the offensive lineman to full start. Exactly. And then just jumping back to the Cowboys and Bucks again, I thought Peyton Manning and uh, the Manning brothers there on ESPN too, and, and they always do like a great segment. And it was really interesting to hear Peyton Manning say, he's like, you know, in my 18 year career, never in our, never did we ever make a halftime adjustment. Like all these announcers always say like, Oh, the coach made a halftime adjustment. He said at halftime, you get in, you use the bathroom, you grab a bite to eat. And then you, the coach says, let's go. And you basically just run back out there. And he said, there's never really adjustments that are made. It's just, just the way football's played. I thought it was really interesting. Like just hearing him say that, you know, really respected uh career of Peyton Manning. So I I believe it though, dude. They rarely have that much time. Like even us spectators, like your games are on, you're at the bar, halftime hits. What what have you done in that time frame until you see them come back out there? Right. Make take a piss, grab a beer, same thing they're probably doing. They really don't have that much time. <laughs> Everything's are on everything is on field adjustments in the NFL. It's the game's way too fast. Right. I could agree with Peyton on that, but that is pretty wild because the announcers literally talk about it every time. Like they just yeah. drew up a brand new game plan that yeah. they've been doing all week in a matter of ten minutes. It was it was funny with the Manning cast too. Is um, as soon as Mayer missed his third field goal, Cowboys scored again, and Manning or Peyton just got pissed. Just the fact that they were bringing him out to kick again. He's like, what are you even doing? Just giving him the opportunity. Just yeah. bench him. Just go for two. I, I guess you have to figure it out right then. Like you're up. 
you have to figure out right now, like, is this, can this guy really get this done or do we have to go get a new kicker for next week? Like, what do you, I I want the reports to come. What do you think they're doing? Is this dude just eight hours a day, just kicking PATs? (laughs) They they probably dropped him off at the the psych board this morning and try to straighten him out. I'm very curious to see if their game plan changes. If like they come out first, Tuddy, and they go for two, or they trust in this dude, or are they actually going to have somebody? Is it CD going to come in and kick? I don't <laughs> oh, know. Like Chad Ochoacinco when he wanted yeah, to I mean, yeah. the extra point. It's well, who did? Wes Welker did the one time, right? Yeah, I, for, I forget. Yeah, I think Chad Ochoacinco did as well, but Welker did like an entire game the one time. All right. We hit on a bunch of things, a bunch of the NFL, and we can obviously dive back into that later on. But do we want to get into fraud and crown of the week? Yeah. Do you want to start with fraud? Yeah, let's start with fraud. <laughs> Because I would love to go. Mike McDaniel, fourth in inches on a 50-yard line. You're down three points, and you take a delay a game. And the the videos just came out. He was hitting a vape. I don't know if they if NFL head coaches get drug tested, but I want to know if that was <laughs> nicotine or pot because he was so slow. He was so slow with every play call. It was just absolutely absurd. And you're down three on the 50-yard line. You take a delay a game. Third string rookie quarterback. Like that's right. gonna it's against the Bills defense. It, I I don't know what's going on. I saw him hitting the vape. It's got to be weed. Test him. Well, awful. And that that was gonna be one of mine as well. But in that situation, you have to know a play call. Like that's that's the type of stuff that you practice throughout the week. That like, hey, we need five yards. It's fourth quarter, under two minutes. What's our play? It's it's basically like a two point conversion play. Like, what's our play? What do we need? We need these yards, and or it's game over. He just he just completely fumbled. Exactly, and teams spend an hour, if not more, on two-minute drills in practice every day at the end. I know they do. Yes. Yep. Like you've you've you practice that all week in any game situation and any game scenario. I so I agree. Something had to have been drawn up in practice. I think he was just so slow with the play calls all game, and it showed right there on, on the most crucial play of the game. Do you think there's really an like I I know they kept saying that like during the game like oh you know unexperienced quarterback like I don't think it's really the quarterback's fault like you just can't you just yell into the ear like dude you're getting the playoff like what are we doing here yeah I think it's I I think it's I kind of think it's an experience of the coaching there right more and more so than the quarterback right I agree like quarterback really just gets to play and snap play like let's go yeah especially on third fourth and inches like you got to know that. Um, yeah, that, that just blew my mind. That was that was it for me. But that yeah. is my thought of the week. Yeah, he was one of mine. My other one is uh, Lamar. Um, Lamar and also just like ESPN beat reporters and guys that are reported by this injury. They've been reporting for about a month and a half now saying like Lamar has a chance to play or he might practice this week. When in reality, he wasn't even close. There was speculation saying like maybe Lamar's holding out contract wise or like doing this against the Ravens because of contract. I don't believe that at all. I think he was actually just very injured. Um, but he's my fraud because he didn't even go to the game. Like you got to, you've you've got to support your teammates in that situation. And he just doesn't just doesn't even show up to the to the stadium. Come on, what are you doing? Right, right. It's really it's really tough. That's yeah. really really tough look. I mean, especially if you want to come back next year. Exactly. You know, guys that buy in, right? It's like you know I'm here now with my contract, but or if I'm you know he might get franchise tagged. Like, how do you get those guys to buy in for you again? See, I don't know. Like, NFL is tough with, like, it happens a lot more in the NBA with signing trades. So, if a guy were to leave, at least you get value back. It doesn't really happen in the NFL. So, if I'm the Ravens, I don't know what I would do because I don't want to give him that guaranteed money. And I just don't have really trust in him to stay healthy to 
franchise tag him and just waste another year with this roster. I would I would franchise tag him just to hold him back. I, I mean, probably would as if well. If he's not if he doesn't want to come back, fine, I'll franchise tag you and we'll hold you. And if you want to sit out, you're gonna sit out. I yeah. think that's fine. And you know, is what it is. I th- I think that's the best case scenario for the Ravens, but I think so too. And I also think- if Lamar is gonna bitch about getting so a franchise tag is an average of the top three at that position. So obviously the quarterback now gets paid the most in the league. So it's Mahomes, Allen, and I think Kyler is the next one, or maybe even Deshaun. I don't know. But it's an average of those guys, and you get that for one year. So if he's going to sit there and bitch about getting 35 or whatever million dollars in one year, go ahead and sit out. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Like I know all the beat reporters were talking about J.K. Dobbins. Like uh, J.K. Dobbins was unhappy with you know how his um, – how his workload was for the night. But after the game, he said something along the lines of like, you know, if Lamar was playing, he would have won. And he backtracked later on to say like, you know, Tyler Huntley played a great game, but I'm just saying like, I think that was Dobbins basically trying to vouch for Lamar to the Ravens management. Like, bro, like get the situation figured out. We need our, our quarterback playing in playoff football games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't see why anybody on the team wouldn't want him to be honest. Right. I feel I feel like a lot of people behind the scenes are probably doing the same as JK, but to stop being selfish, figure it out and go get a deal done. Right, right. Couldn't agree more. All right. And my, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Rick, with your fraud. No, my fraud's gonna be really quick. Um last week I, I said my crown was Russell Westbrook, but uh this week Russell Westbrook is my fraud because there was a game last night, I think in the second quarter, they were like, you know, he said to he said to one of his coaches like you have to be better than that and it got like picked up on a hot mic, but then in the fourth quarter like less than three minutes, within like a five point game he gets a technical foul so it's like dude you're gonna tell your coach you have to be better than that and then you go get a technical foul in like a key scenario of the game I just he's a he's a man man yeah he is he is do you think there's any chance the Lakers try to trade him uh, I don't think so I think they're kind of like at the point where I think they're clicking a little bit so I'm not sure Tony. Dan. Yeah, I, Dan I agree. They are playing much better. LeBron's playing off his mind for especially his right. age, but um I right. think they're I think they're yeah, I think they're gonna go sign a three and D type guy or maybe just a perimeter shooter and just yeah. gamble on gamble on LeBron and A D. But that all comes down to if A D could stay healthy. Yeah, I also think they're gonna wait a little bit, see if maybe they can get Jay Crowder, uh if the Suns release him something yeah. on a on a cheap deal. Um, something of this scenario. NBA but trade deadline less than a month away. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to have uh Megs and uh Hunter and Kieran back on to to discuss. But I'm gonna go into my crown. We'll go to crowns and I'll I'll start it off. Whopper, 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 whopper <laughs> Junior. <laughs> that song is taking the internet and everything by storm. Like you you see these tweets of Vikings fans going through hell. And the Whopper Burger King Whopper commercial comes on, like ruining their night and day. It's just amazing to see uh, the the effect it's had, and it's great, great marketing. So it, good it, for Burger King. It's great marketing, but somehow, like as as much as and I have a buddy out here, it, it should. That's every other sentence that comes out of his mouth. He'll have a sentence and finish it off with the jingle, and it's just mad annoying, but. The, the marketing's phenomenal, but for some reason, it still just can't get me to go to a BK. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I completely agree. I mentioned it maybe a couple of months ago that BK is completely on my exempt list because of the two fatties that were in front of me in Virginia that ordered food to go for like the next week. They ordered $45 worth of BK food, so they scored it for me for life. But I was trying to think of 
it was March Madness, maybe a couple of years ago. There was a similar type of commercial that just kept playing every break. And like, it was all over Twitter, all over Instagram, same thing like that. I'm pretty sure it was orange vanilla Coke. It was like orange vanilla Coke. And it was, <laughs> it was in my head just as much as BK, have it your way. I will give them that. It is brilliant. It is great marketing. Wow. So I thought that was amazing. Do we want to get into your crown, uh, Sonny or Tony? Yeah, I'll take mine. I, mine's real quick. Um, well, I guess I got two of them here. Brock, Brock Purdy. Um, we've kind of talked about him since he took the reins of in, in San Fran. And he did look a little shaky first half, but, I mean, he he balled out. He had four total touchdowns, one rushing, and he just looked like an NFL vet out there. And I'm just curious to see um, Dallas is going to be the des- best defense he's ever played. So I'm curious to see how he handles that. But um, potentially coming to Philly for the NFC Championship, I'm just curious to see how he does on the road against a good defense as well. But, I mean, until he screws up, he's he's wearing the crown for me. And then another quick one is um, the Rook and Maniunk. Rick, we went there on, on Saturday and just an awesome spot. Even like after we were done eating food and we sat there, had a couple of drinks and watching the games, we were, the place was packed and people were coming in and out eating food and there's really no open tables. And our waitress the whole time just did give us a hard time. Just, Hey, you guys want another drink? You guys are still relaxing. Okay. Like take your time. It is what it is, but yeah, an yeah. awesome spot. I'll definitely be back there. Yeah. It's funny, you know, being in Maniunk, uh, <laughs> we're at the Rook and then we ventured down to Ryan's pub and it's like, <laughs> Once nine o'clock hits and any unk, you know, it's college down again. And I forgot <laughs> what it's like, yep. especially when Mad River's not there. Um, yeah. Uh, and Rick, actually, you're going to be, you're going to wear the crown for me this week as well, because some <laughs> random hussy put her, her empty drink her vodka soda, whatever she was drinking on our table and starts like trying to sneak away. And Rick just points to her, excuse me, excuse me. And she turns around and says, you left something on our table. And she comes back and gets it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Everyone was like, wow, like, why are you, why are you telling? I'm like, I don't want, I'm not dealing with that glass. Like, it's right near Tony's hand. What if he, you know, gets excited and knocks it off the table? We're not dealing with that. Were you on, like, the bar seating where she left it? Or you were actually at a table table? We no, had, we were so at there's a... the bar yeah. and then, then the center. And then to the, so the bar's on the right side, the center. And then on the left side was our table. Where me, where us four were sitting, and she was in the middle, and she turned and put her empty drink on our table, and I said, "Excuse me, pick that up, get rid of it. The bar is just as close; it's on the other side. Just go to the bar and give it to them." Just lazy, and she looked at me, and I was like, "I'm not dealing with this. I I know how I know how it is." Yeah, she made like a face towards you, like, "Oh, what a jerk." Yeah, pick it up. Yeah. And then, no, I mean, she ends up telling her friends and like she's like giggling and laughing and pointing at our table, telling our friends. And I'm pretty sure um, either Trish or Liz like pointed them like, hey, guys, we can see you guys like stop. And then maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, some song comes on that everyone's dancing to when one of her friends, by mistake, air quotes, dumps uh, their drink on my arm. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I wish I I wish you would have told me. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you were in the bathroom for that because oh. Trish almost got up and fought her on herself. I'm like, that's okay. Like, we're getting out of here. It's only a little bit. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, I, I don't really – I guess I'm going to go – I already talked about it pretty much in the beginning, but basically what I said earlier, Trevor Lawrence is my uh, – going to take the crown of the week for me. Just the, uh, the mindset to have after throwing four picks and have a 26-0 deficit – at that age, in the playoffs, absolutely absurd. So he's just going to take my quick crown of the week. And my second one, 
being um, a bar. I met my mom. Uh, I took her to a bar out here. Uh, some fellow next to us sit at the table. Long story short, fell off his chair, busted his head open on a uh, brick wall. Oh, yeah. uh, my mom took care of him. She was, and he was like, Hey, thank you for that. I own a bar around the corner. You come out with your family tomorrow. I'll show you guys a good time. Make sure you guys, nothing's, everything's paid for. Cool. That was how it happened. I went there. So now every time I show up there, there was a line the other day. I walk right in. My first three rounds are paid for. <laughs> it's just a consistent uh, generosity that, he, that Gray gives out. So uh, shout out Porter's Bar in Scottsdale, Old Town. If you have a chance to visit there, Gray, the owner's phenomenal. And uh, let them know you know Sonny. That's amazing. <laughs> what kind of what type of vibe is the bar? Is it a sports bar? No, nah, it's a super like uh, it's like a Western type of bar. They do have sports on, but it just gives like a more like a Western vibe. Pretty small, but it does have uh, any bar that has this is it's it's automatic. I'll go back. Um, touch tunes. Oh Big yeah, touch tune guy. Yep. I stay with credits on the phone because if I'm not feeling the vibe, I make sure a song will come on that I enjoy. Likewise, a little life hack too. And I, I try to do it every uh every Black Friday or anytime I get like a uh, a random alert from Touch Tunes when they're on sale. I buy them on sale. It's like, hey, get uh, 50 credits noticed. 50 credits for 10 bucks. I'm like, yeah, might as well. I'm going to buy them uh, anyway. Yeah. I got to check that. I've never noticed that. I just play straight off the uh, whatever's there. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Anything else, fellas? Excited for this week of games. Weekend no can't games. come quick enough. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take it easy. Off of the pride, dirty smug from crooked rain, wrapped up tight in cellophane, cheating death, life is a game. Don't look up when I hear my name.
smile with my bloody grin I lost a fight but I count my wins 